Welcome to the Truth Testifies podcast, where true struggles are brought to light to encourage and heal ourselves and others. We all struggle, be encouraged in it, listen, then participate. Hosted by John Trent. Hey, 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 how y'all doing? It's John and uh, just doing a little intro. This week I didn't have a conversation or interview or whatever you want to call it with anyone in particular. So this week I decided I was just going to kind of wing it and talk about something that my wife and I are newly going to start doing here soon. And so I felt the need to kind of expand on that and expand on the reasoning behind it and the whys and the whos and all that stuff. And I'll explain that more here in a minute. You know, to start out, I'm just going to say that next week I am going to have a conversation as next week's episode with another pastor friend of mine named Scott O'Donohoe. And he was actually the pastor over community groups at the church that we were going to back in Hamilton, Ohio, before we moved out here to Iowa. He's a really good friend of mine, um, did a lot to help me grow in really specific ways that allowed me to cultivate myself, to be more equipped to cultivate my marriage and my relationships and so many things. Super grateful for that dude. And so I haven't had the conversation with him yet, so I don't really have a synopsis of what it's going to be about. But basically, we're going to kind of go through, you know, what he has on his heart and what he sees as very vital things behind the reasoning of having community groups within your church, which is just small groups that gather, you know, midweek, whenever that looks like from a larger church that then gather together in their community that they live in to, you know, talk about Jesus, farther their discipleship and their growth and their understanding, you know, iron and sharpening iron type of situations, as well as having an opportunity of a group that is familiar with the community so that they know the needs of it so that they can reach out into it, bring them into the community group, in order to, you know, allow the people that are kind of like, ah, church, like I'm not quite on board with the whole church side of things, but, you know, I'm definitely curious and I have questions and I would love to talk about things like that. So it's kind of an entry into introducing someone to Christ, to the church when they're a little bit timid or any kind of situations like those. So him and I go, and I'm sure we're going to talk in pretty good detail about the workings of that. And, you know, I might give a little bit of a story about how much it meant to me to have that type of environment and culture in the church that we were going to, and and just kind of all those things. So I'm super excited to have that conversation with him. It may or may not end up being a two-parter, like the last conversation I had with, you know, Pastor Vince because it just depends on how long it's going to take and and if I feel like what the flow looks like. So that'll be next week. I'm going to have that conversation with him actually, you know, tomorrow. But I won't actually put it out until next week because I'm trying to stick to the Wednesday, you know, which I kind of been running a little bit later into Wednesday, but technically it's still Wednesday. So I feel like it's okay. (laughs) So anyhow, so... 
Before I get into what I'm going to talk about this week, just just a reminder, if you want to help spread the word, um, subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, RSS feeds, podcast catcher apps on your phone. Um, you can subscribe through text to where you'll get a text alert every single time that I release an ish, a new episode. And you do that by texting EZTTPODSUB to the number 313131. You can do it on any phone, but you know the link that I'm going to send you in the text is only going to work on a smartphone. So most people have smartphones, and most people that are going to listen to this podcast probably have a smartphone. So that shouldn't be too much of a big deal. But um, so you can do all of that. You can check out all the past episodes, uh, a little bit more about us. You can find the information for contacting me to be a guest on the the podcast. And, and you don't have to be anybody. I mean, most, you know, I myself am not a quote unquote somebody. And, you know, the other people that I've had on my wife is amazing. She is a somebody to me, but in the grandiose thing, you know, none of these people are Kim Kardashian or, you know, Jimmy Fallon or Stephen Colbert. They're not these big, well, but it's, anyone can come on here have a conversation and someone's going to get something out of it. And I just, I can't say that enough on here that if you feel like you have even a somewhat minuscule, compelling story of something that you went through or you're going through that has any kind of possibility of someone else possibly even going through it, then you need to call in. You need to call in the number, email me your story. We'll get connected. It's a really fluid, organic conversation that just happens over a phone call. It's not this big, huge thing. And, you know, you don't even have to be nervous. Uh, you know, if if you know me, then it'll be even easier. If you don't, I break the ice. You know, we just have kind of general conversations before we really dive into it and to warm you up. And, you know, I've only had three other people on here, but so far it seems pretty, you know, felt good about being on and, and it's come, my wife isn't a huge public speaker and the other two guys are pastors. So, you know, speak on a more regular basis, but anyhow, just, I please encourage you to, to consider and pray about, you know, coming on as a guest and sharing your story, your struggle, your testimony, whatever that looks like. It doesn't even have to be anything that's been, you know, redeemed and resolved. It it can be something you're still going through or whatever that looks like. So just please consider it. Um, not just so I can continue to do this because I do feel like, you know, God is going to use it and, and more ways than I can probably realize or see. And I, I do feel called to continue to do this. So not only do I need that to happen so I can continue in it, but you know, it's just, it's gonna, it's gonna bless somebody. It's gonna help somebody. And that's my passion. That's my desire. And, and that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about this week is, is, you know, put, put your money where, where your heart is, you know, money talks. That's gonna, you know, the title of the, of the episode is that, you know, 
you know, vote with your money is kind of what they say. If you want to endorse a company, you know, that's where you're going to spend your money because that's kind of, if you don't, don't think a company's doing something right or good, you can not put any money by not buying any of their stuff so that you're not supporting them. You know, vote with your money type of, of mindset is kind of what I'm going to be talking about this week. Not necessarily with you know, companies, but this is going to be nonprofit, you know, humanitarian efforts. Uh, you know, the majority of people that that are Christian, you know, there's some sort of desire or goal or effort towards, you know, tithing the typically biblical representation of tithing 10% to your, you know, your church, the church that you're going to, uh, the, the place that you really you know, are a part of and that's feeding you and all those things. The things that I'm going to be talking about is, is that, you know, early on in the church, the church, you know, met in homes in the early church. And the, there was, you know, the pastors, the apostles that were over the churches, but then there was a pastor or just a lead spiritual leader that that kind of led those congregations in those homes, taught them, helped them, ministered to them, and you know they paid money towards it so that it would help them to you know live their life and be able to commit as much of their life as possible to the ministry. Some of them did work other you know jobs to support their life so that they weren't a burden on the church and things like that. And that's not as normal of a thing. Most pastors, most churches work towards having enough money come in so that their pastor no longer has to work so they can commit more time to the church and all that's involved in everything. And I, I'm not saying that we need to return 100% to the old way of doing away with church buildings and church denominations and hierarchies of this and that. I, I'm simply stating that in the beginning of the early church, the majority of the money went towards actually feeding back into the congreg the the congregation the the people that 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 were the church the people within that body you know if someone was in trouble financially that money would go towards helping them or if they saw someone in their community you know that needed needed help financially or you know, they were hungry, they would take that food and they would, or they would take that money and buy food for those people. And that was kind of what the tithing was more so for. You know, now typically churches have anywhere from 75% to 90, 95% of their money goes towards operating costs. Now that is paying, you know, the pastor and the building and the bills and all those things. And then a smaller percentage of that goes towards local missions and worldwide global missions and all those things, you know, so we moved out here to Iowa. We are a part of a church. We do see the importance and the need to be within a church However, I have felt convicted over my desire to put money more into things that I feel like are are going to make an impact outside of my community and that the way that I make an impact inside of my community is through my living out my my life and and things like that. So my wife and I have said we've picked out 3 kind of nonprofit um, things that we want to commit to because we feel conviction over 
feeling the need to help those specific type of ministries. The first one being a a ministry called A21 Campaign. It's a nonprofit. The the lady that started it is a Christian, though it is not necessarily a you know quote unquote Christian uh Christian nonprofit Christian ministry or or anything, but their their ideas behind why they're doing it it definitely has Christian undertones. And ba- I'm gonna read kind of their about us deal real quick, and then kind of talk a little bit about you know, why I care about it and why I see importance in it. But this is off of their website. Their website is a21.org. It reads, quote, All that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Edmund Burke, end quote. When confronted with the horrific statistics surrounding human trafficking, it is easy to agree on the fact that someone should do something. In 2007, A21 recognized the need that, quote-unquote, someone and committed to combat the injustice of human trafficking through scheduling one life, or through rescuing one life at a time. After extensive research, plan, planning fundraising, more research, and relationship building, we opened our first shelter for survivors of human trafficking at the end of 2008, in Thessaloniki, Greece. Today, we have identified a global need for rescue, rehabilitation, and restoration. Because of the growing necessity, we have established 11 field offices, shelters, transition homes, and administrative bases in 10 countries. Our strategy is based on the 4P paradigm. Prevention, protection, prosecution, and partnership. Simply put, A21 exists to abolish injustice in the 21st century through a comprehensive system achieving preventative measures to help potential victims evade trafficking, victim protection through our shelters and aftercare program, prosecution of violators, and strategic partnerships. We do not claim to be the quote-unquote experts and recognize that our fight for justice is a great one. A21 rings true through the famous words of Margaret Mead, Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed people can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. A21 stands for abolishing injustice in the 21st century. Anyone can join. Everyone can make a difference. Now, as you can see, it's not exactly, you know, Christian centered you know in this in the sense of you know saying that small group of thoughtful committed people can change the world indeed it is the only thing that ever has because as christians we more so believe that christ is you know god and he made a massive change but basically you know they're just committing to the same thoughts that christ thought where if you get a body you know anyone who Two or three who gather in his name make a change. So it's just that that biblical thought and that biblical premise put into action into a world of devastation. And, you know, sex trafficking is a underreported, under, you know, 
staticized, whatever word that probably properly is. And it's hard to report the full numbers because it's hard to know the full numbers, but it's happening right around us. It's happening in our communities. It's happening in our major cities. It's happening at sports events. People are being kidnapped. People are, kids and families, you know, are, are being forced out of their homes and caused to run away from home. And in doing so, they get put into sex trafficking. They get kidnapped. They get shipped around to where they have to rely on these criminals to to even eat. And then at some point, they either get out or they die. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And I feel, you know, extremely convicted to put my best foot forward in, in putting money towards this. And so, you know, my wife and I, we prayed about it. We talked about it. And this is, you know, one of three ministries that we're going to center kind of our financial availability towards changing the world for Christ. Now, the other two that I have are definitely Christ centric. Um, you know, there honestly just wasn't very many Christian organizations doing the sex trafficking things that that were kind of embodied it in a way that I felt like was the best impact. And so I feel like Christ, even though it's not Christ centered, that ministry will do the work for Christ. And, and I feel the importance of, of committing my part of my money towards that. So the second one is a ministry called Kingdom Builders Ministry. It's actually a ministry that my wife and I have direct involvement in. We went on a missions trip down to Tijuana, Mexico to physically build a home on top of an existing church for a pastor for this ministry. And that's kind of somewhat, you know, that's one of the many things that they're involved with down in Tijuana and the surrounding, you know, boroughs of Tijuana. And basically, I'm just, like, again, I'm going to read kind of their mission and their vision and and just kind of speak on it a little bit. So their mission is building relationships and changing lives in the kingdom of God through the Lomejor Tel Trigo church group within the many neighborhoods of Tijuana, Baja, California. The vision of Kingdom Builders Ministry is to build relationships and change lives in the numerous poor neighborhoods within communities surrounding Tijuana, Mexicali, and Rosarito. And God's vision is to empower His servants of the Kingdom Builders Ministry and Lomejor Tel Trigo Church Group. The Opportunities to Serve the Poor also, the KBM and LMT vision is to empower the children of God in these neighborhoods to serve and give back within their communities. Farther, the Kingdom Builders Ministry vision includes planting new churches, training pastors, teaching the gospel of God, building homes and churches, sponsoring children to school, feeding breakfast to children each morning, offering periodic health and dental clinics, caring for a hospice of men with severe medical problems, plus numerous other important service 
offerings to community members. And their quote is preparing God's people for serving in their community and changing lives. Now on our mission trip, we did build a house for a pastor on top of a church and not all of their churches, but their goal is for all their churches to have a breakfast program where they have the kids come in before school, eat breakfast so that their bellies are full so that they're able to concentrate and learn properly once they are in school, and then also give them backpacks. They have a backpack program, they have school supplies programs, they sponsor kids financially to get to schools and better schooling and better education, and and they're also reaching the communities for the gospel with Christ love and Christ hope. And and you know, they're 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 doing it all. They're, they're helping them with the physical needs and desires of the communities. And they're helping with them with the spiritual needs of the communities and the people within. And it's really a beautiful thing. If you're ever looking for a, a missions trip of somewhere to, to go on a missions trip, this is an amazing one. It will change your heart. It will forever. I mean, it, it, it changed my heart to finally see in person, you know, the, the desolation that, we see on TV all the time, but it seems so far off and unconnected. This is only maybe an hour over the border from California to Tijuana, Mexico. I mean, like he said, it's Tijuana, Baja, California. This is our neighbors. These are directly associated with our country in, in, in many ways. And, and I love this ministry and this pastor is a wonderful pastor. I, you know, I've had the pleasure of of him coming here and spending some time with him when he came to Ohio back when he lived in Ohio, and and it's just a beautiful ministry. So we are confident as we give money to that monthly that we are not only helping to spread the gospel in Tijuana, build new churches, and train up new pastors in Tijuana for spiritual growth. But we're we're literally helping feed the community both, you know, in in food and in spirit. And it's a beautiful thing. So their website is kingdombuildersministry.net. And um I'm gonna include all these links in the show notes. So, you know, on on SoundCloud, if you go to the link directly, it'll have the notes, or if you subscribe, it'll have the notes along with the episode. Uh, but, you know, I am also reading them off, so hopefully you can type them in real quick. But, And I'll revise them, you know, I'll, I'll revisit each web address at the end. But the third thing that my wife and I are going to be giving to on a monthly basis is, you know, we, we never really knew them, this couple, directly. However, we did cross paths with them at some point, and uh, hopefully I'm going to be able to have him and, and his wife or just him or just his wife on the podcast in the future. We're still working out any of the details of that maybe happening, maybe not happening, you know, we'll see. But it's our, our lives path or our lives, the path of our lives crossed in a couple different spots in a couple different ways. You know, he goes to Pastor Vince's church who was the youth pastor of a church that we used to go to. And so we don't know them directly, but I know, I know the care that they're under. So I know their heart as they are committed members of pastor Vince's church. And I know pastor Vince. And so I know that they are 
well cared for, well trained up and in in a healthy environment of growth and and they're they're setting out to adopt and it's not a traditional, you know, adoption in the sense of just you know getting a kid from a you know adoption agency that that you know is in the in the foster care system or anything like that it's not adopting from a third world country which neither one of those things has anything bad about it. adoption of any kind is beautiful and it is a direct example of something that Christ would desire all that are able to do um but they're actually adopting from a pregnant woman who you know she knew she knows that she is not going to be able to give this child the life that she wants to give it the the opportunities that she wants it to have and all those sorts of things but she didn't want the option of abortion you know she she looked for a way other than abortion to you know to be able to you know many times basically it's just you know it's looked at as well i'm not going to be able to care for this child so i'll just you know give it up and abort it and that is a societal norm for many people and many women so it is it isn't this option it's like oh well it's last resort you know some women see it as the resort fortunately this this woman solid you know was looked for another way it 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 was her last resort she found an agency where she signed up to find a family that was that is able to adopt her baby versus aborting it and and this family is that family to adopt this baby from this woman it is you know i don't agree with abortion I don't want it to happen, but, and I think that the best way to stop it from happening is not making it a legitimate option, making other options far more legitimate than it, and just basically running it out of business by providing better options, by providing multiple families available to, you know, adopt and through and while my wife and I are not in the place to where we are able to adopt in that way right now we are financially able to give towards helping couples that are in that place to do so and that's how I want to fight abortion I want to fight abortion by providing beautiful options such as this to counteract the option of abortion that's something that I know I can do you know I'm not in the government i can write letters sure i can vote how i want to vote and but i feel like this is a far more personal and far more impactful way for me to actually do some change in that area so i'm going to read a little snippet of their about kind of about their situation and it starts out in ephesians 1 5 we see that he predestined us for adoption to sonship through jesus christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. When we think of adopting a child, it brings us joy. Whether we are scared, excited, doubtful, or confused, we pray to have Jesus take all of our thoughts and feelings captive. We love to think about the beautiful display of the gospel in adoption, the way that Jesus came and died for us, 
so that we could be in a relationship with him. He made us sons and daughters of the high king. We desire to share about all about our King Jesus with our precious child and teach them about the one who loved us first and adopted us into his kingdom. Through faith by grace, our favorite book says we are all adopted and we are beginning our adventure to find the baby that God has chosen for us. So that was, it's a little synopsis of one of their blog posts of when they first announced doing this. Since then, they have been approved for the adoption by the adoption agency. And then they met the mother, had dinner with her, connected with her, and she chose them as the adoptive parents for her baby. So they have a baby set up, they're they're approved, and now all they're needing is the financial help because it is an expensive process. I mean, it just... It's just the reality of adoption. There's legal things that have to take place and lawyers and this and that to really seal a deal. And so it it can be an expensive process. You know, they're trying to raise $22,000 in order to be equipped in doing this. And we feel, I, my wife and I feel called to giving on a monthly basis a percentage of our tithing basically i mean i'll just straight up say it the other two in this ministry is where our tithing money is going to go to because that's what i've prayed heavily i've considered heavily i've read the bible heavily i've i've read other things i've searched the scriptures and as far as what i feel led and called to do with my tithing money and my wife's tithing money is these three things to make massive impacts, you know, little impacts that, that if enough little impacts come together, we can make a massive impact for the kingdom of God. That's what my wife and I feel called and led to do. And it might not be forever. We might at some point say, you know what, we're going to be members of this church, sign on as covenantal members. We're going to put part of our tithe, you know, we're praying for, for God to give us pay increases, to give us whatever he feels for us to have. You know, whatever we end up having is we are going to commit to doing what we can with it towards God's work. And these three things we feel led to doing as a part of our work for God with our money. And their website is the schwex.wordpress.com that's the s c h w e c k e s .wordpress.com that's their blog uh you can also all like i said i'll post links for for this and their gofundme and and the other links are kingdombuildersministry.net and a21.org and so, I mean, I'm not condemning anyone that chooses to do 5%, 10%, 15%, 20%, and all of it go towards their local church, because there's many churches that do amazing good for their local community that need money and can always use more money. And so I'm not condemning any of that. I'm thankful for the pastors that that I know, whether they're in full-time ministry, part-time ministry, or no-time ministry. They're doing full-time jobs and just doing what, what they can. I mean, Pastor 
you know, there's, there's numerous pastors I know that are at all three levels of that. And I don't hold anything against any of them at any level on their involvement because they're all doing God's kingdom. However, my personal conviction for this is to give money, my tithing money and my money that I feel called to set aside for, you know, the kingdom's work for God's, you know, advancement in this world at through, you know, through those types of things. And it's just where my wife and I are at. And, and I hope you can be understanding of that. If you feel concerned about it, feel free to contact me. We'll talk about it. But I feel this is what's right for my wife and I, and this is where we're at, and this is what we want to do. So if you want to go to these websites, read about them, pray about, you know, helping with them and committing some sort of one time or monthly payment towards them. I would much rather if you feel, well, you know, I don't, I'm not even talking about giving towards this podcast. I would much rather you give towards these three things because they far more need it than I need it to help continue this podcast because that's something that I just feel led to do and I can manage it on my own. Sure. If I get help, amazing. If I don't, amazing. I'm going to continue in it. So all that to say that just pray carefully about how you're spending your money and make sure that you're doing what, what you feel is on your heart to do financially for, for God's kingdom. And I appreciate you guys listening to me this week. Remember the website is truthtestifies.com. If you want to follow us on any social media, I think I'm just on Facebook and Twitter, but that's all. So those places, subscribe, donate if you feel led to, and please pray about considering, you know, contributing through your voice in a conversation for an episode to help others. Thanks for your time, and I hope you all have a great weekend. 